Welcome back to another player profile and projection. And today we are doing Louis V. Baby Lewis Linwood Voigt. 28 years old, was a destroyer of the baseball last year in pinstripes. He got a year older from last year, and he also got married. And we're going to talk all about how that's going to change his game. And this episode of Player Profile and Projections is brought to you by Dugout Mugs. Hey, hey, Jimmy. Yeah. You know what Luke Voigt should have had on his wedding registry? Tree. So he can go chop it into a dugout mug. Nope. Just dugout mugs. So cut out the trees. Cut out please. the chopping in the trees part. Because they have, luckily, they have the machine, the hand machine. Yeah, that does it for you. Yeah. He'd like some mugs because it's manly feeling. Kind of like old Viking days. You get like skull and cheers and be a little barbaric. So he'd like the dugout it's mugs. It's a power play. Oh, well, you're drinking out of your red solo cup. That's That's nice. I drink out of a bat. Yeah, because I, I play professional baseball. Mm-hmm. What do you do? I just like having a bat in my hands. That's what Luke Voigt would say. That is what Luke Voigt would say. Life's just better when I have a bat in my hands. So he only drinks out of dugout mugs, so he can constantly have a bat in his hand. Pretty good at handling the wood. Yeah, that's why they call me Linwood. Hicks is like, oh, you golf, you golf, you want to go golfing? No, Hicks. No, Hicksy. Let's quit talking about golf all the time. That's all you fucking talk about. Here to drink beer and hit baseballs, and I'm almost out of beers because I've been drinking them in my dugout mug. Dugout. You can get a, at mugmydug.com. Mugmydug.com. What do you think that comes up as? Don't, don't, do not type that link in. Instead, go to dugout mugs. Dugout mugs. Dot online. Dot online. Slash talking yanks. Slash talking yanks. Click on my face. Hear me say words. Go there. Go leave a review on the website. Say, Talking Yanks sent me here. Wow. Yeah. What a good thing you guys did. Those PPPs that you sponsored, I like those. I don't know if they have a review section on the website. I don't sure. know. Just say it. Just go to dugoutmugs.online slash Talking Yanks and just say it into the computer. Type it. <laughs> <laughs> just speak it. Just say those words. We'll um, get it. We'll get some sort of kickback from that. They're, uh, and I don't know if people care about this. They're, they're full on legit. They have the MLB licensing. They're in the Yankee store at tampa they've been selling a bunch of them but instead of buying the flight to tampa in the airbnb we're at sharing a bed i would get just order one of these online that's easier you cut out the middleman so that's mugmydug.com slash talking yanks slash talking yanks or is it it's dugout mugs Dot online. Dot online. Slash talking slash talking by the 25th by the 25th ppp you may have it down might might my Voight, Voight, shout out to the nerds, shout out to Cashman's analytical team, uh, the opposite of a shout out to you and I, Jake, because we were all over this trade. We killed the nerds. We were so brutally wrong, and I love to get to admit that we were wrong when we were doubting, because that means we got to see the fun, and what Voight brought last year was the fun times 10. Isn't it ironic that we pinned Luke Voigt as this weird, nerdy acquisition, and he's the anti-nerd? <laughs> he was with us. Like, we were like, damn the nerds for this trade. And he was like, yeah, damn the nerds. Wait, what trade? Yeah. We're like, the trade that brought you here. 
He's like, well, I mean, he was really torn because he was like, yeah, I fucking hate the nerds. Oh, you guys got rid of Tyler Austin? I like that guy. Yeah. That guy was a meathead. <laughs> That's, the, the, the transfer from Austin to Voight is funny because two yeah. meatheads. Voight is much more, I don't even know how to describe Voight. The chest hair, uh, Lindsay Adler tweeted that he always looks like he's an extra in Miami Vice. Yeah. That's pretty good. I like that. And he's so fun. So, yeah, he traded Chase and Shreve for him last year. And we thought that the money was the big return. Right. I didn't know that Tyler Austin was out of options and Luke Voigt has options for this year, which is what Cashman was really loves that. that Because now uh, he has has options for Voigt. Voigt can go to AAA if he wants. I don't think he wants to. But if Cashman wants him to. Yeah. He struggled at first. Came up, and we were like, really? I think I tweeted out, like, we're not going to see Voight and Pinstripes. That wasn't the point of this trade. And I'm just the biggest dumb idiot. Yeah, you're a big old idiot. I, yeah. I think something that I wanted to relive, and I I put it in our notes there, was it was just a bizarre time in the Yankees season. I don't know if you remember the one inning they put him at right field. Mm-hmm. But it was just this Yankees bizarro world. Like, we'd just seen a ton of Shane Robinson. Now we're seeing Luke Voigt, this guy who doesn't play right field. He's in right field for an inning. And we're like, wait, who is this guy? This guy's a career minor leaguer. And now we're throwing him in right field at Yankee Stadium when we have Aaron Judge and Giancarlo Stan on a roster. I mean, there's injuries at the time. But... It the whole Voight thing was bizarre at first, and that's why we went in on the nerds because we were like, let's stop overthinking this and go get someone like Andrew McCutcheon, who's proved he could play Major League Baseball, which they ended up doing a little later. Uh, but Jim, the good news is we are fools, and Luke Voigt made us look pretty bad for a little while, which we were fine with. I'm so happy to look like an idiot. Um, I I think we got to run through some of the stuff. Shane Spencer. Yeah. If anyone joins the Yankees and starts hitting at an insane rate, they'll be compared to Shane Spencer forever, which There's, is it's, awesome. It's a little more than that, too. It's late bloomer. Right. A minor guy that was in the minor leagues for a while. And Voight was even more similar because he kind of looks like Shane Spencer, the fair-haired, big, beefy dude. Wears bloomers. Um, so, yeah, Luke Voigt's been getting this Shane Spencer stuff. I love it because it puts a chip on his shoulder when he doesn't need a chip on his shoulder. Right. Like, he came up, and he had people screaming at him, like, you don't deserve this. This was a stupid trade. We don't want you playing. And he won, and he hit at an MVP rate for the whole half of the season. He had a triple in the wild card game. He, like, was a fun dude. He he turned the old Spartacus, like, you know, uh, gladiators, like, he won the crowd over. He did. And if you win, the, the power of the crowd is all you need. But now, the Shane Spencer stuff right. and the contingent of people saying fluke, 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 I love it because it puts a chip on his shoulder that doesn't really belong there. No, they're saying Luke. Luke. Not fluke. Um, Head to our, our store. We have a t-shirt. It says uh, Luke. Actually, a really cool shirt. I wore it uh, today. Even you though, did wear it today. Uh, this is, that's going to be dated because we're posting this about two weeks Maybe after we recorded. Maybe you will wear it that day, though. No, I ruined it today. What? I, I, I ripped the sleeves. It's too hot at spring training. You ripped them? Yeah. I thought you just rolled them up. Oh, no. I need to get some air. You looked like a JV soccer girl. Anyways, nothing wrong with that. Yeah, that's your favorite kind of lady. Yeah. When you were also 
I was also a JV soccer girl. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I wrote down the nerds were right. Jim, the, the numbers are ridiculous. He hit 333 with the Yankees, 405 on base percentage, a 1.095 OPS, which, again, if you're not too familiar with OBS, on base percentage plus slugging. Explain that to my mom the other day. That was nice. Did she like it? Yeah, she was kind of into it. Um, she thought it was OBS because she thought it was on base and slugging, which it very well could have been. Like, who made the go-ahead decision on that? I was like, I was thinking about that, and and who makes the decision on how you pronounce it? Like that could have been ops. Like FIP is said FIP, and Woba is said Woba, and War is said War. Like that that one could be sounded out. Could be ops. Ops is kind of a thing. Um. Anyways, showing a little nip. Oh yeah, Luke Voigt played at an MVP level for his thirty nine games with the Yankees. As you you say before that, it is even more than that because he came up and he had. A, struggles a bad seven games essentially so 32 games essentially a little over a month of baseball um i mean he, he that j- makes me that makes me lean with the fluke now you see now your team shane spencer when and- you when you really say it was only 30 days i'm not i believe yeah. that void's the real deal because there's some underlying stats that we'll get to but when you say he did it for 30 days anyone could be like okay yeah and it's i i mean you're right he, he turned 28 like, if this guy was two years younger, everyone would be stoked about him. There's the Yankees love Greg Bird factor, which I'll let you talk about in a minute. Um, there there are some things. Uh, let's just do all King Louis V before we talk about how it ties into Greg Bird and what this season's going to lead into. So he rakes last year. Incredible. Mm-hmm. Um He's a right-handed bat, which, again, we don't think the Yankees care too much about, but the Yankee fans care a lot about. And, I mean, we've seen it work well for past Yankees teams to have good balance, any baseball team. So there's a lean towards a lefty bat. Again, we'll talk about that. I want to say something that's interesting to me is Luke Voigt played college baseball, Missouri State, powerhouse, shout out the Bears. And he, he plays minor league baseball, and his stats aren't that impressive. And then he kind of starts becoming a late bloomer. He started raking at AAA. Over the past two years at AAA, he's got an OPS in the 900s. He was absolutely mauling, but he's a little older than you like to see from a prospect. And people talked about he was getting blocked in St. Louis. Um, Matt Carpenter has now moved over to first base. Jose Martinez, um, who's a solid ball player. But in my head, if you're that age and you hit a certain level and the Cardinals didn't even have a great year, Matt Carpenter can move around the infield a little bit. Jose Martinez can play a little outfield. Like telling me he was completely blocked from being the baseball player we saw, I'm not buying that. But he didn't get chances. Like No, he didn't get an opportunity and he was raking at triple A. So and that's kind of why the Yankees went out and got him for Chase and Shreve, which again, I I know we laughed a lot, and I would go back to my line that Chase and Shreve's going to be in the major leagues for another decade because he's a lefty reliever. Uh, but right now, we're looking like we're cleaning up in that trade. So there's a lot there going for Luke Foy. He had the minor league stats. The only thing going against him is his age 28, which should be someone's prime. Yeah. Um, <laughs> too soon. And yeah, I, I guess the we clearly saw, and I'll let you talk about the approach a little bit because you wrote down the notes, and then I'll 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 tie that into my weird Arabic code I wrote down there. That's yeah, well, hard I want to talk about his time with the with uh, St. Louis. Sure. Because you said, like, he wasn't blocked. He In 2007, everyone looks at his overall numbers in, in St. Louis. 2017. And, and, yeah, and they say they're bad. 
when they let him start, so he came up and he pinch hit because it's National League for uh, a week, and he right. wasn't doing anything special. He got three hits in five games, uh, three hits in it looks like six at bat, so that's actually pretty good. Yeah, he was getting so they were like, okay, this guy is doing pretty good at a run pinch hit. Out. Let's run him out. So for nine days, ten days, they start him almost every day, Jake, right. and in those games. He hits to a 281 batting average, a 980 OPS, three home runs in eight games started, eight RBIs, three doubles. It was mashing. So then they stashed him back on the bench for a week, and then they used him as a pinch hitter for the rest of the year. They never gave him another string of starts. It's unreal what they did to him. Yeah, He proved it. He pinched hit well, and then he started, and then they said, no, you're blocked. So anyone that looks at his overall numbers in St. Louis and says they're bad, yeah, they aren't great, but he was pinch hitting, getting one at bat a night against a random reliever. He couldn't prep for a starter. He couldn't get in a feel of a game. He couldn't work the batter. He never got a chance. And when he did get a chance for the one week where he started games in a row, he mashed. Yeah, and I I mean, I I respect that to a degree. But again, the guys that were quote-unquote blocking him, include Jose Martinez, who played 46 games at right field last year, and Matt Carpenter, who played 70-plus games at third base, and he also played 11 games at second base. So it it's kind of goes back to the organizational stuff we talk about a lot, that you see these guys on a day-to-day basis, and you have to trust your organization to a degree, and the Cardinals are a well-run organization. So they've got all their scouts and all their talent eyeing these guys. And, I mean, you're telling me Luke Voigt, couldn't fully crack the Cardinals roster. Yeah, they fucked him. I mean, and there's an there's a chance, and I I I hope they did really screw up. But um, I I think my bigger thing, and I, it was the Eagles' motto a couple years ago, and it's a little lame when they won the Super Bowl, but it was get one percent better every day. And Luke Voigt's track record kind of shows that with his minor league numbers and everything. So. I, I don't know. There's there's a chance St. Louis just straight up blew it and he was blocked and they they thought we'd see him when someone got hurt and it yeah. never happened. And Matt Carpenter had that crazy stretch last year. So yeah, I mean I think there's I think there's half truths to it, but I mean to fully believe like Luke Voigt was just waiting in MVP mode and the Cardinals were just like, ah, I think flip, so. Flip him for Shreve. We need a seventh reliever. I, I think the Cardinals fucked up big time. I think the Yankees saw something in the analytics. They liked the hard hit rate. They liked how much he let the ball travel that allows him to use the short porch right. in Yankee Stadium. And I think the nerds were right and we were wrong. And so were the Cardinals. And we hope so. And we hope so. And I, I think... Well, that, well, that's true for last year. Yeah. For sure. It but was true going, for last going year. forward, we hope so. It's going to be interesting for a whole season. And I mean, I, I don't want to try to back you into a corner, but I know you've been kind of supporting Greg Bird having, a, having a, a say in the first base fight. But finishing off with the Luke Voigt show, if you didn't tune into a ton of Luke Voigt last year, I don't normally compliment my baseball scouting abilities. I, I know the sport and I love watching the sport and I, I like making a couple jokes and I think that's why you guys listen. But Luke Voigt, I had never been so confident in this and, and Jimmy will agree and has agreed. But I saw it in his first series. I was like, okay. Well, when he started playing well. Yeah, yeah. He would let the fastball basically travel as far as he could and try to barrel it up. It was almost like Giancarlo's approach. A yeah, little yeah, bit. get to the short porch. Just 
he was looking for fastballs to come in, get the fat part of the bat on it, and drive it opposite field. He says, I'm strong enough. That's what I'm going to do. And anyone, if you, <laughs> and we've talked about some of our coaches that taught us a little bit, but basically how hitting was taught throughout the years was if you see a fastball jump all over it and turn on it, if you see a breaking ball, kind of keep your hands back, wait on it, and slap it the other way. That's how, that's how hitting was taught. And Luke Voigt has the exact opposite approach that coaches told me never to do, which now I'm half mad at, but I'm also half Luke Voigt's size, is Luke Voigt lets the fastball travel, barrels it up, and goes opposite field. And we, I saw that when he first started getting hot, and then you could clearly see it if you watch any of Luke Voigt's stuff. And then the part that cracked me was he turned on a curveball, just a hanging curveball, and just turned on it like you do playing wiffle ball. And it's it's his full-blown approach, and that ties into what Jimmy was saying about the nerds and what they're tracking and what they're looking for. It plays to the Yankee Stadium short porch, and Jimmy, this is the pig Latin I wrote down in our notes. I was looking at, and folks, if you don't think I care, I was looking at the Memphis Redbird Stadium dimensions, the St. Louis AAA team. And to right field, it's 322 down the line, 373 to the right field power gap. Yankee Stadium is 314 down the line, 362 to the right field power gap. So the nerds are going through all these advanced stats. They're watching Luke Voigt's approach. And I think they're saying, well, pardon my French, but shit, I think we could do something with this meathead. And right now, (laughs) the geeks look great. Yeah, they do. Let's do, I think we have to do games played. With Voight? Okay, I think that's definitely a top. I think I think you and I have to give kind of a final stat line with games played, home runs, and maybe OPS. Yeah. I I, I we did Hap last episode and I, I shied away. Like I thought Hap could regress or Hap could be a disappointment and I wouldn't be shocked. Right. I kinda am confident in Voight. Like I I, I think I don't know if he'll be a superstar. He definitely won't hit at the rate he hit last year. He might go through slumps. But I, I think, and I like Bird, and I, and, and I would, if, I, if Bird, if I didn't like Bird as a personally, uh, like as a nice guy, and right. his lefty swing, and it's nice and all that stuff, you know, I, I would, I feel comfortable. I'll say it like this. I okay. feel comfortable saying Voight's our first baseman for the season. And with the guys surrounding him, I don't think he can tank the offense. I, I think even if he doesn't hit amazingly well, right? We're looking at two forty with twenty homers and high on like uh, high on base percentage. Like from from what you've seen from Luke Voigt, and this is kind of unfair because we yelled at him for six games when we were being nerds. But you seeing his St. Louis situation and seeing what he did with the Yankees you don't see Luke Voigt hitting a bad spell offensively and defense is a little bit of a factor the guy's not great defensively I'll compare it to Tyler Austin I'd never thought Tyler Austin was going to be a great everyday player right because he mashes bad pitching and can't handle good pitching right and he also can't really handle any righties but Tyler Austin did go to Minnesota and like rake, I think. Uh, Tyler Austin finished last year. <laughs> kind of. 
I'll I'll say this. Tyler Austin's stat line makes a ton of sense. Tyler Austin last year played in 69 games total. Nice. 34 for the Yankees, 35 for Minnesota. Eight home runs for the Yankees, nine for the Twins. So 69 home runs, no. 69 games, 17 home runs, which is pretty impressive. Yeah, that is. But his OPS was uh, 767. He batted 230 with a 287 OBP. 287 OBP? Yes. So that's not sustainable. Right. There, the, well, Tyler, it is sustainable. No, it's not. But that's it's, Chris Carter. That's, that's not sustainable. It's sustainable, but it's do you want it? Okay, yeah. And, and and no, I don't want that. Right. Where Voight, I see him being a higher average, higher OBP. Even, I I just, the, just because of his approach, I'm not just going this on blind lunk. Like, Tyler Austin's approach was wait for a fastball from a bad pitcher and mash its brains it. out. Yeah. And he was really good at it. He is really good at that. He's really, he's when really he, good at it. When he finds it, he's really good But, at I mean, it. if he goes in a slump, he's just swinging and missing. Where yeah. Voight wasn't really swinging and missing that, like, crazy and, but granted, it was only a 30-day stretch. Let's move on to our final lines. Who are those brought to us by? They are coming to you from our friends at Diamond Baseball Tours. You ever want to do a bunch of stadiums in one trip? It seems so easy. You just go to all their different schedules. You find the times. You find the hotels. You find the transportation. No, it's so hard. I tried to do it with my friend once. It's incredibly hard. They do it for you. They pick the games. They have different packages, West Coast, East Coast. They have one where you end up in Cooperstown. Moe's going to be in Cooperstown. Jeter's probably going to be in Cooperstown next year. So that would be a great Father's Day or birthday present for someone like, hey, I know I suck, but I hired these guys. They're going to plan a great trip for us. DiamondBaseballTours.com. They're bringing you our final lines. I'm going to say that Voight plays in 110 games for the Yankees. Okay. Is that high? Is that a little crazy? I think... Because he does have the options, and the Yankees like exploiting those. I think here's what's interesting about it, is if he's not at first base, I know we talk about having this flexible infield. You know, DJ LeMayhew is the utility guy, et cetera, et cetera. Andujar's not playing first. We agree uh, on that? For this season? For yeah. this season. Yeah. They did move Headley at one point, but Headley was a more... Headley was like a pro. Yeah. You know? Um, and that, not saying Andujar's not a pro, but like no, no, all no. around defensively. Yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, if you're saying... Because, okay, let's say... How many games do you think DJ LeMahieu could be our starting first baseman this year? Because, I mean, I if the over-under's 15, I might hit the under. Really? I think so. It's DJ LeMahieu. I mean, he's he's a contact hitting second baseman, <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't so know. So that would that's telling me that you in your head you're thinking Greg Bird is going to play like 50 games or so or something like yeah, that, yeah, which is very possible. I, and on, I, on Bird's thing, I said I think he's going to get a window of opportunity in this year. It might not be at the beginning. It, but I think somewhere along the way, Bird's going to eat up some games somehow. And I guess that's the thing, and I think I walked all over myself in Bird's PPP, but I guess this is what I'm doing right now because... And you it, you're doing it, this a lot in PPP. It would have to be injury for Voight because, yeah. like we said, Bird might be on the roster to start the year for a couple weeks just because they could add another... Yeah. There's enough off days you can have another hitter on your on yeah. your roster. But outside of that, the Yankees aren't going to keep two first basemen on the team. So, for me, it's really tough. Like, for what you just said, we expect Luke Voigt to be a really solid ball player. Like, it's tough to see him go into full slump mode 
to the point that they'd swap Greg Bird in for him. So, I mean, I guess if you factor in an injury factor, the 110 stands. But if you don't, it kind of doesn't. Um, I can factor in a slump. I can factor, okay. I can factor in a platoon for a month. With Greg Bird? Yeah. But then who gets off the roster? They can both be on the roster at the same time. Okay. I mean, the Yankees have done we, This is what we said in Birds. The Yankees have done that so often. Run it through for me again. They did it with Chris Carter. They did it with Headley, and they did it with Voight last year. They, they've done two first baseman-only players on the 25-man. Right, but a lot of Voight was September where they could do it. Yeah, but Chris Carter wasn't. Headley wasn't. I know, but those are almost the Yankees' dark ages now that you're talking about. I know Head, Headley's not, and Carter sneaked in too, but... 2017 the, is a good The year. Yankees have clearly changed that they want three bench players. Yeah, that's during this time. They've done it. Right, a, a little bit. I don't know. I mean, I, I just... For me, it's tough to say Luke They Voigt's, did it with Tyler Austin, for too. For me, it's tough to say Luke Voigt's going to get... And they got rid of him. Um, but they but they they've ran and they a sent bench down of a two first basemen. They've ran the roster with two only first baseman guys a, a, a lot in the last couple of years. Well, Tyler Austin could barely play outfield. I guess you could say the same for Voight. Um, I I don't know. I I guess that's me. I. What's your over under? How many games is Voight going to play? For you saying how much you like Voight, I don't see that matching up. I'm. I think I'm in it with Voight. I think it's you're looking at like 130. Okay. I I just I really do cuz I everything you said was true. I mean, the Yankees nerds clearly liked him and it clearly paid off. You know Cashman likes showing off his flashy gifts. Mhm. And he looked it's it's all the nice stuff we say about Clint Frazier. Like it wasn't like we don't look back and be like, okay, yeah, you know, he, he hit 300 for a month and he popped all these homers, but he didn't have control of his own or anything. He was drawing walks. He had a 400 OBP. He had 15 walks and 39 strikeouts, a really solid ratio in that time period. He looked in control in the zone. Yep. Yeah. Um, so I, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm in on King Louis V. They don't care about the righty-lefty stuff. How many home runs? He, over he, under 20. He played like an MVP last year. Over. Over, over, over. 20 home runs? Over. All right, you have him winning the MVP this year. No. Maybe. Thanks for listening, guys. Place this a bet. this is the end of this profile player projection. Those are in the wrong order, right? Player profile and projection. Just like you can't remember the dugout mugs thing, I can't remember the order of yeah. those three words. Bad brains. Thanks for listening. We'll see you tomorrow with another episode of Talking Yanks.